If you're enjoying this episode, check out Fearless Fridays with Marianne, the podcast to help you transform past pain into present power so that you can heal your inner child and reshape your future. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert in Rochester, New York. My mission is to see women worldwide live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Subscribe to Fearless Fridays with Marianne on the Jazzcast Pros Network, available right here on your favorite podcast player. And remember, you are a priority and you matter. So when it comes to opening up, when it comes to the anxiety associated with making those familiar connections again and, and going places and doing things, going shopping, and it is tough for many folks. And so what I want to do today is give you some steps, give you some things to consider as you are opening up your life again. Steps on how to adjust how to address the anxiety that you may be feeling in this new phase of life. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life. I'm your host, Kelly Marie, and I invite you to take this journey with me. We're going to be talking about all things mental health and emotional well-being. You see, I am a overcomer. If you are interested in figuring out the path for you, to determine how and where you will drive your future. This is the place to be. We get to determine the ride. We may not get to determine the weather or who's on the road with us or if it's gonna be a scenic route or not, but we are the drivers. So join me on this ride, living the front seat life. You are living the front seat life with me, Kelly Marie. It is a pleasure, as always, to be with you guys. Wow, what a week. So last week we talked about uh, Naomi Osaka, right? And, and how her putting her mental health before her career, before her outward persona, her putting her mental health first was a front seat life move. So what does it mean to live a front seat life? It means understanding that you're in the front seat, you're taking control, and it's you who make the decisions regarding how you react, how you act, and how you move. Now, we can't control the things that are around us. It's about controlling how we respond to external life, internal self-talk, all that. All of that is living in the front seat life. Not just how we respond, but you know what you put in your body, what you feed yourself, what you feed your body, what you feed your brain what you read, what you listen to, what you expose yourself to, and how you process the things that you don't have a choice as to what you see. So last week, we talked about um, anxiety and reopening it and and what that looks like. To many folks, reopening uh, in this still COVID world is a very anxiety-written process. You know, our decisions were, I won't say our decisions were taken away, but options on where to go and how we could move were removed because of the greater good. Now, I know that there are many people that disagree with how governments, both federal, state, and local, have handled the coronavirus pandemic, but I want to um, look past that. You know, I live in New York State and Governor Cuomo recently lifted restrictions on activities. We are, uh, quote unquote, back to normal, so so to speak. And um, 
there are folks, and I, listen, you guys, I'm one of them, that's leery about going out and about. Now, I ride my bike, I go to work, I, you know, I interact, you know, on a limited basis with um, friends and family. And being an extroverted introvert, this has not been a difficult challenge for me by way of, of being with people. I'm okay being alone. I'm okay on a reduced schedule of, of seeing folks and spending time. Actually, that's right up my alley, right? Like my friends know if it's going to be, you know, girls night Tupperware or, you know, no, no, not against Tupperware, but you know, like a, a candle party or whatever, like don't call me for those things. I That's just not my style. But if you need something, I will be there for you every day, every moment of your time of need. And yes, I still like to have fun. Um, but I'm just talking about the overall, some people live for social engagement, right? That's where they get their energy from. And I don't, and that's okay. So my friends know and love me and they accept me for who I am. Um, I know that there are times that I, you know, may hurt their feelings, not intentionally, but I, you know, if I don't want to be in a place, I know me enough to know that if I'm uncomfortable or if I truly don't want to be somewhere, I will change the mood in a room, y'all. I've seen it happen. I have been told after the fact, you know, for good or bad, you know, if I walk in all smiles and it's go time, everybody has a blast. If I walk in and I'm cranky pants, the whole mood shifts and it really becomes a more subdued environment. Now, in some parts of the country, you know, there was no shutdown. Things were a little uncomfortable. Uh, but, you know, parties continued on, events continued on. Um, you know, New York being an epicenter of the initial outbreak, we had to handle things differently, right? Things just rolled out differently here. This this episode may or may not really resonate with you. But I have family across the U.S. and they all pretty much responded to the coronavirus in the same way, uh, you know, by way of reducing interaction. I know my mom like locked down her house. You had to, you know, pass a note, the mail slot in order to reach her. I'm exaggerating, but you know, there are some people whose feelings are hurt because they wanted to spend time with her. And she's like, you know, I'm not rolling like that. I just want to say full disclosure, I am vaccinated. I was vaccinated earlier on in this whole process, having worked in a hospital. And uh, most of my family is vaccinated as well. So I don't have a stance on whether or not you vaccinate yourself. That is a personal decision that you have to evaluate. For me, I know that my options were you know, worst case scenario, I die from the coronavirus. Worst case scenario, that's without the vaccine. Worst case scenario with the vaccine, I might get a little sick, right? I wasn't worried about the side effects too much because we, we just, because of, of the information that we had, the side effects to the coronavirus vaccine uh, was not death, right? We have seen some issues um, with with some of the vaccines. And to be honest, we don't know long-term what the vaccine will do, how it will react in the body. I'm, I'm quite aware of that. But for me, right, for me, I did not want to put my friends and family in a position to, to have to be exposed to the virus or to have to concern themselves with me being sick and exposed. So that was uh, why I made the decision. There are those of us that have decided not to take the vaccine, right? And so we need to support them too, 
right? Just because someone does not agree with you and doesn't take the same stance as you does not mean that they need to be treated negatively or, or, or be ostracized. Now, you have to protect yourself. So I'm not saying, you know, have people in your circle close to you that you're not comfortable with because of their vaccination status. I'm saying don't demonize people that have decided that it's not the best decision for them and they've made a conscious decision, right? Not just because somebody told them something, but we're all looking at the same information, all looking at the same data, and we've come to different conclusions. That's totally different than some of the craziness that's out here. So, and so this anxiety of reopening is something that people, whether they've been vaccinated or not, have, right? And it's important to address that. It's important to to help and assist those that are feeling a little anxious um, or even feeling a little more than anxious with reopening and reopening their lives to other folks. Let's see how, how we can work that out together. So I will give you guys some steps um, and, and just some, some takeaways right, that you can use to um, decrease the anxiety in your life. Now, big shout out to LISC. They are really the the reason why living the front seat life exists. I am a 2021 Rubinger Fellow, and because of their belief in me, I have been able to utilize my fellowship and leverage um, that support in order to get this podcast up and running. Also, shout out to Jazzy T, the number one podcast producer. I tell you every week, there is a different thing that we're going through. And it's all on me. It's me. User error, 100%. And finally, thank you to all of you. Um, I don't know what number we're at now, but somewhere around episode um, four or five, we were at 200 downloads, which... To some folks may not seem like a big deal, but for someone who didn't think anyone would listen, 200 is a lot of clicks. I'm just saying. So thank you guys for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for downloading. So continue to like, continue to share, continue to subscribe. Tell your friends about living the front seat life and, um, you know, share the love, share the love. It's greatly appreciated. So let me give you some steps, steps on how to adjust how to address the anxiety that you may be feeling in this new phase of life. Now, let's just say things will never be the same again. And, and they can't be the same because we all have this shared experience. This is a worldwide experience and a worldwide phenomenon. And we need to understand it and address, and address it as so. And so the first thing to reduce anxiety around opening up, reduce anxiety around piling things back on your plate is to first face the facts. That's right. Face the facts. How many times have we talked about this? You know, if you don't acknowledge that a thing is an issue, then it's kind of difficult to address and find a solution for something that doesn't exist. This is a new time. We are in unprecedented territory. No one has ever lived through the likes of something like this before because the world as a whole hasn't really experienced anything like this before. And, you know, similarities have been made to the, the flu, um, the early 1900s, um, but it's still not the same, right? Because it, it's not then. So face the facts, guys. And that means examining everything that you had going on in your life and see if these are things you want to keep 
now that the world is open again. Now, I told you guys I'm an extroverted introvert. I usually attend events because it's work-related. If I had my choice, I would be on the porch or on a beach, uh, even on the couch watching TV. Like, I don't have to be out and about talking to people and, and laughing and that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm good not doing that. But my plate was full of obligations. And so I had to examine and am still examining. It's an ongoing process. What's important? What's most important? What fuels me? There are tons of great things that I had on my, my calendar that didn't fuel me. They were great for other people. I did great work with folks, but they didn't really fuel me. It was more um, taxing on me emotionally, physically, you know, psychologically, whatever, you know, depending upon the thing, right? And so those were the first things that I had to reexamine and decide whether or not I wanted to keep them. Those were easy. They were easy because, well, they weren't as easy as the things that I found no joy in and really didn't see a benefit to. Those were the easy things to take off the list. But there, again, were some great things that I love to do, great things that are beneficial, um, but really didn't fuel me or fit in with my mission. My mission, my personal mission, is all about mental health and wellness. And so is my professional mission. So, I'm, you know, as one of the few people whose, you know, personal life and professional life match up at the, in, in this way. And so it, it kind of makes it a little bit easier because the things that I take joy in personally are also the things that I take joy in professionally. And so I'm able to, again, bat, we're, we're focusing on facing the facts. I was able to uh, put into place, list out everything that is on my list of obligations and highlight the things that are important and have meaning to me. They had to have those two things in order to make it to the next step. So in facing the facts, I suggest you guys make a list of all your obligations. That includes obligations to children, friends, family, um, book club, Bible study, um, golf, knitting. I don't know if people knit in the summertime, whatever it is, kids, baseball, all of your obligations, write it down. Highlight those that are important and those that fuel you. From there, maybe you're done. Maybe you still have time to add self-care and, and all that stuff that you've been missing out on to your list. Now, if you're like many people, you still have too many things on your list once you highlight what's important and what fuels you. So what's the next thing that you do? It's time to rank those things. Rank them, and this is not about hurting anyone's feelings or making anyone feel bad. It's truly about lessening your anxiety about re-entering society. When you lessen the pressure, your body feels less stress. So there may be some things on your list that if you remove them, even though they're not like high on the list, but if you remove them, it's going to cause you more stress to take it away than it will be to leave it on there. That's where the negotiation comes in. As you go through the list of things that you highlighted, it's time to negotiate whether or not you have room for them. I'm thinking many of us don't have room because a lot of us have filled our plates with things that do 
move us. They do fuel us. They do bring us some kind of joy. They do add excitement or, or they do provide something, something that's satisfactory to you. That's why it's on your list to begin with. So this isn't necessarily an easy step, but it's necessary. So now you have to figure out as you look at this list, what you keep and what you don't keep. One of the things you have to consider is your self-care. Right now, I say have to consider, but of course, you don't have to do anything. But one of the things I recommend that you do is consider your self-care routine. Do you currently have room in your schedule for your self-care? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, that means that it's already on the list, right? Because you are a part of your obligations. So if you didn't add yourself to your list of obligations, you need to add you to it. What is your self-care routine? Now, if you don't have a self-care routine, we have to dive into that, but we'll do that at another time. You have your lists, you have your self-care built in. Now it's time to implement the plan, right? How do all of these things fit in your schedule? If you are looking at an obligation where you're indoors, but you are not comfortable being indoors, it's time to consider whether or not it's important enough for you to keep that on your plate. If it is, fantastic. If not, it needs to go. Now, this is not something that is necessarily going to be easy. And we're going to have to dive into this a little more. But I want you to take this next week and focus on making the list, checking it twice, find out who's naughty or nice, and cross off those things that do not serve you. So you're crossing off the things that don't serve you. You're highlighting the things that bring meaning to your life. You're highlighting the things that fuel you. And you're adding your self-care routine into that consideration, into that list. Actually write it out on the paper. Now, once you have all of that done, it's time to put it in place. Implement the plan. Going back to that event that might be indoors. So if it's something that has to stay on the list, the things you need to consider Can I remain socially distant? Can I remain physically distant even though I'm participating in this event? Or can I call in? Can I still use Zoom to attend this event? If it is something you have to attend in person and you can't physically distance, what about your mask wearing? We have to go back to common sense, right? We still have to use the basic things that have been put in place and make sense to you to keep us healthy. So if you're at an inside event and you don't feel comfortable, still wear your mask. That's, of course, if you're vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you're wearing your mask anyways. Now that you've looked at some events that are, or now that you've looked at some obligations that may or may not be useful to you, it's time to take the next step. That next step we'll talk about next time on Living the Front Seat Life. Now, if you're in crisis or need someone to talk to, please call the Suicide Prevention Helpline. 1-800-273-8255. Or text HOME to 741-741. Both lines are free, they are confidential, and they're open 24-7. If you're experiencing a medical emergency, please go to your nearest emergency room or call 911. If you're looking for resources to help you address your life, um, you don't know where to go, but you kind of know what you're looking for, you can try 211. Dial 211 on your phone or go to 211 in your web browser. And they have a keyword search option that will help you find the resources that you need. So until the next time, when we dive a little bit deeper, I encourage you to be the light.